up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. It is Thursday, April 18th. We are exactly one week away from the 2019 NFL Draft. You can feel it in the air. But we're not going to talk about the draft right now. We're going to talk about the NFL schedule. It was released on Wednesday night, all 256 games. We got tons of content, tons of info on CBSSports.com, including the full schedule. You can go to CBS Sports HQ, download it on, download the CBS Sports app, Roku, Fire TV, Amazon, Apple, Apple, wherever you can get it, your phone, whatever you want to do. And you can watch CBS Sports HQ, our live streaming free network 24-7. Real sports news for real sports fans. We got great breakdowns for Brian McFadden and Pete Briscoe of every angle of the schedule. And tonight from 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., myself, Ryan Wilson, and a cavalcade of other People at CBS, Briscoe, Jamie Eisenberg, BMAC, Danny Cannell, uh, Barton Simmons is going to be involved. Chris Hassel's hosting. He's the commissioner. We're doing a live mock draft. So tune in from 4 to 6 p.m. Do the Pick 6 Podcast Nation thing that you guys always do and go watch that from 4 to 6 p.m. Because then they'll realize that, that we're giving them a bump and then they'll, they'll, uh, they'll like the podcast more or something. Uh, speaking of great Pick 6 Podcast People, I got three of them with me. It's an NFL super friend show. I'm Will Brinson, by the way. Did I mention that? I have no idea. Um, Sean Wagner, John Breach, Ryan Wilson, live from Fort Lauderdale, hanging out by the Raja Bell jersey. How you feeling in there, Ryan? Bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Excellent. Been there all day. Flew down Tuesday for a Thursday show. That's weird. Why would you do that? Yeah, someone uh, wrongly told me it was on Wednesday, so now I'm just hanging out. That's cool. Um, do you know what else? John and Sean is great about this podcast. We have awesome listeners. For instance, Sean or somebody, Ryan, somebody mentioned that I would mail people shirts. And some people were like, hey, look, I would love a podcast shirt. Um, I'll send you some beer for a podcast shirt. I was like, that sounds great. So Jay Scott, a listener out in uh, Washington, sent some beer. Elysian Immortal IPA. I'm drinking it right now while we drink it. Great. Thank you, Jace. This is fantastic. Your shirt is in the mail. Wait a minute. You're uh, sending fans of the podcast their shirt before my shirt. But wait, there's more. He also included, and he told me in the DM he included this, a surprise gift for one other member of the podcast. Who do we think the gift is for? It has to be for Sean. Could. Why would you think that? I don't know. Because you don't get anything. I'm flattered. I would like a gift, but I'm just, I'm confused why you were so certain it's me. Because you get nothing but grief. Uh, that, that, that's a good reason. Oh, that's fair. That's so, so it's a pity gift? I don't, I don't know. It is a gift for, it is a gift for Sean, and I have it right here, and I'm going to show it to Sean. And you get to see it live oh, on the, oh my goodness. no, I think you're going to like it. I'm really, oh wow. Well, I mean, we should have guessed that because it was Seattle. It's a Seattle for as he oh, said, he sent you a Seattle Mariners hat. How cool is that? That is that is really cool. I was expecting it to be a like okay. a joke gift that ah. just made fun of me or something. It's like a, a, it's like a, a brush or something. It's actually uh, I think it's like the um, special edition uh, troops because it's got the American flag on the side. No, that's a legit. That's a legit Mariners hat. Yes. Wow, I'm I'm flattered. I've, I've got fans. How does it? Well, feel? You know what? Ryan? Jokes on you, Sean, because uh, Brent's is never going to mail it to you. No, no, no. The joke, the joke is, is, I'm never getting it. No, the joke is on me because now I have to mail Sean his shirt so I can get him the hat. Otherwise, I'm a real jerk with the mirror. I was like, why? But also you- here, but if Sean's getting pity gifts, then I want to be picked on more because this is insane. <laughs> get made fun of, and you get gifts. Well, that's totally worth it. Sean, we got you a gift. 
I don't know if you've seen it, but the Bengals have a great schedule this year, pal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that was a that was a segue, I guess, into this. We can talk about uh, first. Let's we'll dive into um, let's dive into some different aspects of the schedule. We will talk about the primetime stuff, uh, Monday night, Thursday night. We'll talk about the week one matchups uh, that we now have on the board, including lines that have been already been released by the Westgate in Las Vegas. We will mention, uh, what up, revenge games. Jared Dubin has a great piece on those. Um, we will also talk about Thanksgiving games. In fact, where would you like to start, John? Do you want to start with the Bengals? Then we'll take a break and we'll do a bunch of nuggets on different teams. Where do you want Actually, to start? Actually, I, I have something first that I want to point out that I thought was – I think this is new this year, and John is a schedule expert, so he can let us know. But on Twitter, the NFL teams, some of them anyway, put right. out like their, their online video versions of the schedule. And the two that I saw, and for different reasons, they're both awesome, were the Falcons and the Chargers. This is new, right? I would say two or three years old, but I do feel like that it, it, it <laughs> wasn't – it wasn't everyone, so you had like four or five teams who got really creative a couple years ago, and then I think everyone started cupping, jumping on board, and I feel like the NFL probably encouraged it either yeah. last year or this year because now it's like every single team. I feel like the the Panthers had a funny one, Jacksonville. Well, here I would say, one. I mean, I was I, I was borderline going to write a story about it because they were so good. The Panthers did a bunch of old school video games and included their schedule in that. It was it was really smart. It was really funny. The Browns was fantastic. They had John Dorsey logging into an AOL account, the dial up noise, and then they had uh, him printing it out of that old school dotted like uh, Mac compu- machine. Yeah, no, that, no, that's that old school Mac computer paper that you printed out on. It's dot, a, ma- dot matrix. Baby. Dot matrix. Yeah, exactly. That that was really funny. Uh, I thought the Colts was entertaining. They had Andrew Luck come out and read fu- like facts about each one in a very boring way. Uh, the Falcons probably took the – actually, the first I should point out, the Cardinals had an interesting one. They did a movie trailer that was like two minutes long. It's like really intense and awesome and showed tons of highlights. And do you know who was not in that in that movie? Josh Rosen. Josh, Rosen. Josh Rosen didn't make one appearance. That is awkward. Seven days before the draft. No Josh Rosen. Breach will be writing a story about that tomorrow, I guarantee. He's like, you won't guess who wasn't in the Cardinals hype video. Uh, so I have to, I have to no, ask But hold on before. Be Finally, the Falcons, the Falcons one was the best because they did a Game of Thrones style intro. As John pointed out, they may have spent their entire $188 million salary right. cap on that. Um, and then the best part in, inside of that video, they had like against the Rams, they had Rams running through the, the, the space and they had a ram come through and decleat a saint and then a ref run in and say that it's incomplete and they also had ain'ts on the billboard a lot of trolling going on at the saints uh, overall a very good effort though i i gotta say though it's pretty bold to be the team that blew the 28-3 lead like the end to be talking that kind of crap i i love it but uh Bold they're, move, and you know people are going to hit back with the most obvious response. They're the Oberon of the NFL in terms of draft <laughs> Oberon? videos. Who? What? Who? Oberon? What's his name? Oberon? Look at this clown. Get out of here. Oberon! We're doing Game of Thrones tonight, Sean. Oberon is, Oberon is a beer, sir. <laughs> but I will say about the Falcons, so with the Game of Thrones thing, is that the Redskins also did Game of Thrones and it has to be the worst when you're two teams <laughs> who pulled off the same idea and the Falcons was way better. Like it was the Redskins. Someone came up with a good idea and they started putting the production together and it was just a total failure. It's like, so, it's like when you wear the same shirt to a party as like somebody else, but like that person is like skinny and good looking and you're like, you know, you know what like I mean? Like I show up and Brad Pitt has the same shirt. I'm yeah, like, yeah, Oh yeah, crap. Exactly. Brad Pitt leaves in disgrace. I By never, the way, the, under, <laughs> the underrated uh, video for me was the, the chargers. They did all stock 
stock footage. And they're like hilariously random clips of just weird things that um, I think if you're the Redskins, you can learn something from. Simpler is better. And uh, just go as crazy and non-sequitur as possible and instead of hiring a bunch of people to try to slap something together and not having it work out. Wait, the Redskins thing, they did Game of Thrones, but they never left D.C. in the video. So it's like week right, five. So it didn't make any sense. It's like week six at Dolphins. It's showing like Annapolis Bay. Like what do you? Like, what do you like, what? Do I don't think they understand that? how the Game of Thrones credit works, or that no one's ever seen the opening credit. Somebody just threw it out because it's popular right now, yeah. and they're like, "Okay, let's roll with that." And no one knew what was going on, and somehow that video got made, and it didn't make any sense. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's still good, but like you're right, it is it is a nightmare that um that the that the Falcons would do one that was substantially better. Uh, okay, into the actual schedule itself, right? Um, let's Sean. Let's talk about primetime games. Let's dive into it. Uh, I'll first point out that the Thanksgiving games for this year, I I'll give them on a scale of uh, one to ten. I'm going to give the Thanksgiving games a, a four and a half. I don't think they're that great. Bears at uh, Bears at Lions. The Lions host a traditional game on Fox. Uh, that's the twelve thirty game. Sort of a shocking matchup on on the CBS game. If we're being honest, I mean, I'm going mean, to we try. Pump it up, and it's kind of surprising. It's Bills at Cowboys, and I think the Bills will be better than people think. And I think they'll have a competitive game against the Cowboys, but that's not that splashy Redskins or Eagles or Giants at Cowboys that you would sort of expect. Uh, and then Falcons at—I think it's Falcons at Saints. Is it Saints for at the Falcons. second year in a row? Saints at Falcons. Right? It was at the Saints last year, though, right? Yes. You wrote the Thanksgiving article, Brinson. Come on. I'm pretty Try. sure you did takeaways for that game too. I did. I in fact, I looked back at it today, and I didn't even write the score in there. So, good job by me. Um, <laughs> I, it was a bad game. I was. It was Thanksgiving night. I was probably drinking. Um, but it yeah. is at Atlanta, just in case. And the best part is, in our headline, it's literally like Falcons at Saints. Final score takeaways, and he didn't put the score in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good job by me. Um, yeah. Anyway, it's at, it's at Atlanta this year. Yeah, it was it is at New Orleans last year? But I, I don't know. I just I'm not blown away, breach by those three games. You know what? I'll say this: that I'm going to turn on Bills Cowboys on CBS for the pregame alone. If Bills Mafia is out in the parking lot, Ooh. body slamming themselves, not just in the plastic tables, but tables filled with turkey and Thanksgiving food, that adds a whole nother layer to this whole tailgating mess. So. I'm actually curious to see that game. I do like that it's something different, unlike that late game. Uh, I don't know why you would schedule the same two teams two years in a row in the primetime slot, which is the one slot where you can put any two teams. That didn't make any sense to me. Uh, but I will say real quick, just because we are talking primetime games, this is the Bills' first Thanksgiving game since 1994. They were the only team in the NFL that does not have a primetime game this year. So this will be their only game on national television uh, and then one more note on primetime games is the Dolphins and the Bengals are the only two teams that don't play on a Thursday since Thanksgiving Thursday. And we'll talk about the Thursday schedule later. Uh, so there were a little bit of quirks going there. And so, yes, America, this will be your only chance to watch the Bills on Thanksgiving Day because they have no nationally televised games in 2019. Does Romo do that game? Yes. Yes. I'm excited to watch that game because I want to hear Romo give very honest assessments of Josh Allen when Josh Allen is missing open receivers. Oh, you're you're <laughs> trying to anger people early. Settle down, Sean. It's April. I felt like that was very on brand of me. I don't know why you're suddenly acting shocked. Um, I actually wish that game was in Buffalo. I would go to it, and then I would probably be jumping through tables too. <laughs> but there's uh, some conversation about that, about why the Cowboys 
and um, the Lions always have the advantage of that home game on Thursday every every year. I mean, they're not traveling clearly because that's where they play those games. Um, so, I mean, having Buffalo, the weather's wonderful in late November. Sean, tell me about these Thursday night games and what you might have seen on the uh, on the old Thursday night schedule. Um, well, on that note about the Lions having in the in the Cowboys having the uh, unfair advantage of uh, of playing at home on a Thursday, it kind of sucks for the Bears that they have to play on Thanksgiving on a Thursday, and then usually you get like that eleven day break, you know, like the mini buy. But I believe they're scheduled that next week for Thursday night football against the Cowboys, I believe. Um, so they don't really get that. Um, but then that they many... get it the next week. They get the 10 days I guess, after I guess. But you I still don't, get it. I it's don't... the same thing. But they're also playing against the Cowboys. Sean's who... not great at math. He's admitted that. <laughs> no, that's, that's very true. Um, well, fine, Breach. I guess I will just go into <laughs> Thursday night football as a whole. <laughs> I this, actually, this, Sean, is I'm, how I'm you scheduling bring Guru, Sean. You got to bring your I know, I, I know. Like, come on. Like, Breach, just take it easy on me, okay? <laughs> um, I was impressed with the Thursday night schedule. I, and I don't know how they look like in years past before they actually unfolded. Uh, but there's a couple really good games, I think. Rams, that, Seahawks, they've been, they've been, five. they've been, they, the first couple of years they were terrible. Uh, then, they made a, they put an impetus on having divisional games. NBC took yeah. over. They were a little bit better. And then when Fox spent all the money, they really made them good. And you can see it. It's showing up. Um, I mean, Chiefs at Broncos, Chargers at yep. Raiders. Steelers-Browns. Steelers-Browns is a monster. That's I mean, that stinks for CBS that we wouldn't get to keep that game. I think the Browns would be very popular. That's a divisional game. Colts at Texans is luck into Sean Watson. Cowboys at Bears is going to have huge ratings on a Thursday night in December. Um, Giants at Patriots. Yeah, eh. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, be, there's some buzz for that. You'll watch to see how Eli plays against Brady. Hey, Ram- if they draft Kyler Murray, people are watching that. That's true too. Rams at Seahawks, Eagles at Packers in Week Four. Rams at Seahawks is Week Five. I mean, there's, there's some good games on Thursday night. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And, and like I said, with the uh, Dolphins and the Bengals not playing on Thursday, that is a little advantage. That Sean was just talking about is that you don't have a four-day game. So the advantage for those two teams is that they don't have to deal with a a four-day rest, but both those teams are bad. So that advantage probably does not matter to them. And the other thing I'll say about this Thursday schedule is that something that Brinson uh, talked about last year, and he probably doesn't even remember, is that the biggest lock ever in gambling is when you have a team from East flying two time zones or more West uh, and playing on a Thursday night because you have a short week, you have to get on a plane, you lose a day of practice. It's a horrible situation. Teams had been like 0-15 in that situation since Thursday night football started again in 2006. So literally no one ever won. And I really think the NFL paid attention to that because that situation does not come up a single time on this schedule. So it's all like there's no unfair traveling instances here. Yeah, Joe Fortenball is the guy who pointed that out, and it's it's always a lock if if you (laughs) take Joe Fortenball. Oh, I thought his name was Joe Fortball, like Joe Football. <laughs> no, Joe no, no, no. no, Joe Fortball. He uh he appears on that ESPN Daily Wager show sometimes, ninety five seven the game. He's been on the podcast a few times. Awesome dude. Big fish fan too. Um I would point out uh Brian Burke of ESPN noted that uh this is his tweet, the NFL is probably weighting rest differential more heavily in their scheduling model. The worst this season is minus thirteen days. As recently as twenty fifteen and twenty seventeen it was minus twenty two days. In twenty twelve it was minus twenty five days. And so in other words, the NFL has probably previously looked at mileage maybe when it came to travel and now they're really 
taking a harder look at rest and, and how they want to try and compact that. Because uh, it does feel like, I mean, you saw a lot of teams with a bunch of games, like a bunch of away games late in the season or to start the season. I know that's that's not necessarily um, unusual, uh, but there, there are a lot of teams with some time away from home. How about the Monday night schedule? Hey, Brenton, quickly, though, before we move on, just to sort of piggyback off what you're talking about. Sure, piggyback A lot of people are tweeting about the Buccaneers schedule. Mm, yes, saw that. They will not play in Tampa from September 22nd until uh, November 10th. That stretch includes five consecutive road games, two West Coast trips, and a London game. Good so gravy. I think we can count out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a playoff team in 2019. Uh, also of note, Ryan, the Oakland Raiders, uh, they play in Oakland on September 15th and not again until November 3rd. Hello. One and more. by the way, when they come back on November 3rd, Antonio Brown will no longer be with the team. <laughs> <laughs> and One it's more. so weird because it, it feels like the NFL went way out of their way to make sure teams weren't taking three-game road trips. There's only one team doing that this year, the Eagles. In the past, last year there was four or five teams. The year before that there were four or five teams. This year there's only one. But it seems like they went out of their way to keep quirks like that off the schedule. And instead, you got weird things like the Buccaneers and Raiders being gone for a month and a half and not playing a game at home, mainly because both those teams play in London. And then there are several other instances where you have teams playing like four home games in five weeks or four road games in five weeks. Like It's kind of a lot of crazy schedules out there. So you know Raiders, what, well, so here's the, here's the Buccaneers schedule is September 20, September 22nd, they play the Giants in week three. Week four, they're at the Rams. Week five, they're at the Saints. That's a brutal turnaround. Uh, week six, they're against the Panthers in London. That is also a brutal turnaround. So you're going, uh, you're going LA, New Orleans, London. Uh, then you have your bye, which you have to deal with traveling back from London and readjusting. Then you go at the Titans in Nashville in week eight and at the Seahawks in week nine. There's not even an opportunity there to like even do one of those stayovers on the West Coast where you, you know, or, or, I mean, you're going, so you're going West Coast, Central Time. So you're going to go Pacific Time Zone. Sorry. Let's start in week three. You're going to go Eastern Time Zone, Pacific Time Zone, back to Eastern Time Zone, Central Time Zone, London Time, Eastern Time Zone, Central Time, and then Pacific Time again. That is a lot of switching in the span of like five or six weeks man they're losing uh, that's the takeaway that's the shorter version too long didn't read the bucks are going to be terrible <laughs> it's it's a shame too because they got a good they got they upgraded their coaching staff i think their defense is better uh they got some good weapons and they got, they have a friendly schedule like it's a manageable schedule uh but the travel time in the middle there is is just brutal, and that's the sort of and thing. That can murder let me throw season. in real quick, because Brinson just mentioned how many time zones that the Buccaneers are hitting up. Then you have the Green Bay Packers, who do not leave the Central Time Zone for the first eight weeks of the season. Literally every single game for the first eight weeks in the Central Time Zone. So some teams got hooked up, and then teams like the Buccaneers just got mud thrown in their face and with while a we're, schedule like that. While we're talking about time zone, the Raiders have seven games that started at one p.m. Eastern. Um, also, the Raiders have seven games that started at 1 p.m. According Eastern. to Peter Schrager, yes. Wow. And, and five of Isn't those that... in a row. Five in a row. Oh, boy. <laughs> what? They're going to be. Antonio Brown's going to be cranky. And this was a team that went lost like 18 straight games that started at 1 p.m., 10 a.m. Pacific time. So the, like, the NFL has got a all right, hey, NFL. If anybody's listening at the NFL, could you go ahead and note on each team's schedule page when there's a damn London game without having to drop down and see it? I, was, I clicked. It was like home game against the Bears at one o'clock. Are they are they high? What is happening here? <laughs> and of course they're playing at, at, in Tottenham. But yeah, I mean that's at Vikings at Colts, Bears in London. 
bye week in week six at Packers at Texans coming out of it. That is horrible. Yeah, there are a lot of quirky things. Every year when John does the uh, mileage per team for the schedule post, um, the Steelers come out pretty low. Like generally, they're they're among the the lowest in terms of travel. They I travel. actually I actually sent our editors an email and claimed that story this morning. So yeah, I saw that, and they said it have, was okay. Have fun with that one, man. <laughs> no way, that story sucks. <laughs> but this year, the Steelers generally, John, what do the Steelers travel like? Four thousand, five thousand miles a year? Does that sound about right? It's not a lot. This year, it's fifteen thousand miles a year. And no Antonio Brown, no Le'Veon Bell, upheaval, look at people looking for excuses to blame them for losing. They're going to be 0-1. We can talk about that later. And on top of that, they're traveling to the West Coast three times. This could – last year, you may be angry with your, your five-win talk, for instance. This year, they, they could actually not be very good. Do you, do you think the Steelers would be you, – so you're not pleased with the Steelers' schedule? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, but I never. I usually uh, am a pessimist about the, the Steelers' schedule. But this is actually legitimately their start. Be, their start is rough. It's, the whole entire AFC North is so that's one. I don't. I didn't look at the. No one looked at the Bengals' schedule except Breach. But the the Ravens and the Browns <laughs> have also an equally tough schedule. Uh, Ravens more so. I think they pay, play Kansas City because they're the first place teams in those divisions. But you're right. It's not a fun start. Did you read the first six games off? I don't want to read them if you if you did. I didn't hear. I've that. seen them. Well, go ahead. I, I haven't it's, mentioned them on the podcast. Yeah, they start at Patriots, obviously in Week One. Um, Loss, probably. Yes. Yeah. Seahawks at home Loss. in Week Two. That's uh, a, traveling east to west like that, you can beat the Seahawks. Yeah, it's a coin flip game. The Steelers are still good. Let's not go out of our way. Uh, at the 49ers in Week Three, that's a tough Loss. game. Uh, Bengals at home in Week Four. Forty point win. <laughs> <laughs> Ravens at home in Week Five. Loss and then a loss again. Nah, and then at Chargers and then the bye. They'll win a couple of those games. And then, but then three of their final four are on the road. Now it's you get Cardinals, Bills, and Jets in three, in three of those games, and then at the Ravens to close out. It's just not, it's just not an easy schedule. Gotta, I mean, this sounds weird, but you got to play the Browns uh, actually twice in three weeks. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Because uh, yeah, the, the, it's, there's a Thursday night game, um, and then they're at the Bengals, and then the, the Browns again. So that's. And, and then right before that stretch starts, they play the Colts and the Rams. So that is pretty rough. And real quick, back on that Raiders 7-whatever, 1 p.m. game, just real fast. Three West Coast teams actually proposed last year to have a limit of how many 1 p.m. games West Coast teams could play. And the rest of the NFL team shot it down. So now it's just being rubbed in the Raiders' face. Back to the Steelers. I mean, well, here's one thing. Like Most coaches don't complain about things they can't control. John Gruden will 100% be complaining about this after every loss. He hates flying, too. Remember that London thing? He talked about he gets, like, vertigo, and, like, he was stressed <laughs> about being trapped in, like, the metal tube for 10 hours. Am I, think, I imagining this? No, that's right. I, totally no. forgot about that. I, I think we've seen this, though, um, with a lot of these teams who are in the middle of moving and, like, changing their, fa- like changing their home location. It seems like the NFL is kind of willing to throw it they did. It, they did it with the you know they did it with the Chargers and they moved to L A. The Rams, um, you know, they've done it with the Raiders three years in a row. It feels like uh, they're not afraid to kind of be a little loosey goosey with the travel and to put them in different weird spots, knowing that the home team, home games at home, might not uh, necessarily uh, be great there. By the way, that John Gruden quote is still amazing. And as we talk about the Raiders' brutal traveling, this is his quote from last year. I hope I can make it. Honestly. I'm not great traveling. I get claustrophobic. My son was a weightlifter, and he won a powerlifting competition in Belarus. I had to fly 14 hours. I had to fly home 14 hours. I had vertigo for a month. 
I couldn't even lay down. The house is spinning. I hope I don't get vertigo. I'm not a great traveler. Who'd they play in that in that London game? Uh, the Seahawks, I think. Yeah. Oh, they lost 27 to 3. So there you go. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I hate it. I'm not good. I'm concerned. I'm more worried about that than our goal line offense right now. So have a fun season, John Gruden. I know. The, and the best part is like, the, so the Raiders are favored by two and a half points in the opening game against the Broncos. We'll get to more of those lines in a second. I love Denver in that spot in that late weird Monday night game. Um, even with Joe Flacco there, I, I don't think, the, I don't think the Raiders defense is going to be very good, even if they use their first three round first three first round picks on defense um why i I don't so they take quinn williams and get a couple studs at the bottom of the first round there versus joe flacco what's the what's the issue there john gruden not being very good i just don't i mean like i like paul gunther i just don't think their defense is gonna be very good i like the broncos in that spot i think the broncos okay I, i mean i also think like those players that they draft could be good, but like expecting them to go out week one and suddenly, yeah, you know, exactly. be what what they're end up what they're going to end up becoming. Yeah. What do you think? think what do you think of Joe Flacco is going to be in week one? By the way, uh, I think Joe Flacco will be pretty a good. Statue, like yeah. I'm not so sure a the Broncos are going to kill him. Statue who throws for 500 yards against the Raiders. Yeah, Flacco, John. a statue who a statue who racks up 340 defensive pass interference yards against. Right, well, we're going to be playing this back right. after week one. I'm all in on the Raiders for week one, by the way. Good. So. I'm glad I, you were all out of the Raiders last year. I mean, I'm, I, all my point, my point is that I think the Raiders are going to get some hype this year as compared to last year. Uh, yeah. and I could see their over under being like eight again. It was eight last year. That was silly. Yeah. I don't know who was, what you had to be smoking to bet the over on that. Uh, crack. Yeah. It's not, you not weed. It has to be something much stronger than that. Sherm. You ever heard about Sherm? No, of course not. A mixture of, uh, I think it's a mixture of, Mushrooms and crack. Good stuff. Highly recommend it. You know that. Yeah. Yeah, I've never heard of that. Uh, No, it's like PCP and mushrooms or something like that. that. Is that the Brenton family recipe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's what we do on Thanksgiving. We watch the the moonshine. Hey, before we move on, I want to make my annual, the Patriots have their system rigged. Why don't you give us a teaser? Oh, yeah. Coming up. More than once a year. Coming up after the break, Ryan will give us his annual Patriots have the system rigged. Uh, rant or complain or whatever it is. Stay right there. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, Ryan, you have some beef as a Steelers fan, naturally, with the Patriots schedule. Um, you know, what, what, what's your beef? What's your beef? It's a diatribe. And I brought it up at the Super Bowl and... 
uh, on the Pick Six podcast, the video version, and the Pick Six folks were kind of to tweet it out, and I got absolutely crushed for say, <laughs> saying that the Patriots would not be as good if they didn't play, if they didn't play in the AFC East. They would still be dominant. They just wouldn't win 11.5 games every year, whatever it is. They'd win a half a game, three quarters of a game fewer than than what they did. But here's the deal: they're going to beat the Steelers in Week One. Does anyone among us disagree with that? No, I think the, the Steelers. Spread, I think the spread is Patriots by six. I think the Steelers will cover. I do not. Okay, then they here. So here's the rest of their schedule. We know about the, the AFC East. They're going to win those games, but I'll just mention them at Miami. That's that's week two. They struggle in Miami, so maybe they lose that game by one point or something. Maybe, but it's early in the season. New coach. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be outside of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I still like the the, the Patriots there. Then it's home against the Jets at Buffalo at Washington, the Giants. At New York Jets, the Browns, week eight. I mean, the Browns in Foxborough. Browns aren't winning that game, no matter how well they're playing. Week nine at Baltimore. At this point, worst case, they're eight and one. Get their bye. Then they're at Philly. Maybe. We don't know how good the Eagles are going to be. At home against Dallas, they're winning that game. At Houston. I mean, maybe Houston puts up a fight, but Houston has rolled over on New England time and time again. Week 14, the Chiefs come back to town. Week 14, the Chiefs come back to town and lose. They're not and then win. the Patriots are on to Cincinnati. Then the Patriots lose to Cincinnati. Everyone knows that in Week 15. And then they finish at home with Buffalo and Miami. Are they? Let me ask you guys this. Any way they go worse than 13-3? No, yes. no, no. Uh, well, they can go 12-4. Breach says yes. They're going to go 12-4. Yes, they can go 12-4. They won't go worse than 12-4, though. Well, I was writing down some notes, and there's a Patriots cruise control to 12 wins, only four of nine at home pre-buy, but they get the Dolphins, Jets, Bills, Redskins, Giants, Jets in that stretch. Bills Man. and Dolphins at home to close. It's a laugh riot. Usually they have to go to Buffalo and Miami at least, which is weird because they somehow lose in Miami uh, every year late in the season. They don't have to do that this year. It's it's a cruise control situation. And look, they play, you play the schedule that, that the NFL sends you, and this we knew it was going to be like this, but yeah, a 12 and 4, it's like 80% chance, and 13-3 and three is 20% chance. That's it. The Patriots over will be 11.5, and you should take the over. Uh, yeah, I think you have to take the over, don't you? Yeah, I can't imagine taking the under. That would be... Can we sound clip that Brian going, oh. oh. Yeah, sure. Um, and you know what? I will bring up something, not to counter anything Ryan said, because everything he just said is completely accurate, that... Patriots have the easiest schedule, and they always have the easiest schedule. It's because they're in the AFC East, and they get six cakewalk games every year that no other team gets. But the one thing the NFL did do this year is that the Patriots play have 13 fewer rest days than their opponents. So basically, they're playing playing three teams that come off a bye, uh, and they have. How the do most- you how do you how do you know that? Look at him; he's Rain Man of schedules. How do you know this that? is somebody yeah, on Twitter? Is- no, this is from Brian Burke of ESPN. Yeah, so, mad that you know more than he does. I just mentioned Brian Burke of <laughs> ESPN like five minutes ago. Well, you read the wrong tweet. Go ahead, John. You did read. So, so the Patriots did get uh, the short end of the stick when it comes to playing the most teams that are coming off by. So that they may not be playing good teams, but they're going to play fresh teams. If that counts for anything, Wilson. So right. So does fresh supersede Belichick and Brady is going to be the question, and probably. I mean, you still like Belichick and Brady 87% of the time? Yes, and it's not like there's any Andy Reeds in there who are unbeatable off a yeah. bye, uh, so maybe it won't matter at all, but there is, you know, it just the, the Patriots schedule did have a little wrench thrown in, a little tiny wrench that probably won't cause any damage, but the wrench is there. 
Um, yeah, I, I, it's weird because I'd already mentioned by my friend Brian Burke the rest, the rest differential thing. It's fine, Breach. I won't, uh, I won't hold it against you. Um, oh, you didn't mention the Patriots though. No, I didn't. I yeah, didn't. yeah, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mention the Patriots in particular though. Yeah. Uh, Burke also notes that he thinks Oakland was given the raw schedule and Detroit appears to have the most favorable schedule. Uh, also favorable Dallas's schedule, but uh, sticking with the, um, AFC East. Something stood out to me too that I, I think we'll be writing about at some point in September. The Dolphins have three of four home games in September. There is a very good chance. I don't want to predict natural disasters. There's a so really, you're about to. I mean, probability, the, the probability, you know, adjust, the winds, <laughs> weather over Brinson probability, uh, Wob. wobs, yes. Um, weather over, weather over Brenton stats, Wobs, says that there's a very good likelihood that a freaking hurricane rolls through Miami or South Florida at some point in September and causes them to move one of those games and wrecks the schedule and, 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 and gives the Dolphins trouble. Uh, those games, by the way, the Ravens, Patriots, and Chargers, and they're also at the Cowboys, and then they have a week five bye. Good night, Miami. It's been That's good fun. good for them, though. Because they, they don't want to win games. In what they don't want to. They don't want to win games. Three or four of their Stop games. It. Three or four of their games. By the way, to close out the season are on the road. All three of those are in the Northeast. One in New England. Two in MetLife Stadium in back-to-back weeks, which is just annoying because you play the Jets and and the, and the Giants somehow in the same stadium in back-to-back weeks. Uh, they're gonna. They're not winning five games. Take the and other. That's the, the funny thing here is that. All this talk about tanking, like if you're gonna tank, this is the schedule to do it with. They might not even have to try to tank. The tanking's gonna come to them. Yeah. Top pick. I, yeah, I, I think the Dolphins under is a is a really good bet right now. What is um, it? Two. <laughs> it's five, I think, at Caesars. It hadn't opened at the Westgate yet. Uh, that it'll it'll be out uh, sometime in the near future. Um, the Bills, by the way, uh, three of eight at home to close out. That's really tough. Bills fans who were hoping Sean was making fun of RJ White, pointing out that he would have seven wins, best case. You need to you need to learn that Sean McDermott ranks real high and wins over Wilson, Sean. <laughs> you know it. You know, but the thing about the Bills is it wouldn't be crazy if they were to jump out to a three and zero start. They play their first, they don't even leave. They play the two New York teams to start the season, and they play the Bengals. Like they could be three and zero. I I like the Bills over at six. I think it's a good bet. Uh, I think Sean McDermott's a good coach. He's going to get the most out of his team. <laughs> and uh, Josh Allen is going to be crocs. excited to see them run the all running back offense. Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen's requested a uh, a flight to Oakland for his bye week so he can come crotch chop Sean when he's putting up all pro numbers. But but let me just say this: so after those three games, they play the Patriots, then they play at the Titans, and then they're at home against the Dolphins. Like, is it crazy that they could be five and one? Not at all. It's not. No, it's not crazy at all. Um, Another team that's getting a lot of hype that needs to have a good start is the Cleveland Browns. What do you guys think about their opening six games? Titans at home, Jets on the road Monday night, Rams at home Sunday night football. A lot of pr- two primetime games in the first three weeks of the Browns. Whew, the hype is three real. and five, I think. They're on uh, Monday Night Football in like week five, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was just saying two out of the first three weeks, yeah. they're on primetime. Uh, then they're at the Ravens. In week four, at the 49ers in week five, that, that's a Monday night game. Um, and then, uh, Seahawks at home in week six before they're by. I think they're three and three. I think that's probably right. 
I agree, but it certainly has the potential to go poorly, and it oh, would yeah, be interesting to see how they handle it if it does yeah. go poorly. It could go. It's. It, I mean, look, we're, it's the middle of April, and we're like three and three. It could go better. It could go worse. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if it goes worse, even two and four, then you know, butts get clinched. Is Freddie Kitchens the guy for the job? He's never had a head coaching job. Yes, he did well. It's not. How's Odell reacting? All that. Mm-hmm. Hey, Odell, that's right. Yeah, that's that's sort of the. the I mean, well. I don't think anyone among us, anyone on planet Earth probably, there's no way that Odell flips out before Antonio Brown, right? No. Oh, no. I would anticipate that Odell is the uh, – uh, Odell is going to be fine. I think Odell I will think be so cool. Too. I mean, like Jarvis is there. Yeah. But, I mean, I just think – look, the Browns can lose to the Ravens in Baltimore. They can lose the, the – if Jimmy Garoppolo is healthy, they can lose to the 49ers in, in, in San Francisco. Um, if the Jets are improved, they can lose to the Jets in primetime in week two. Uh, they're not losing that game. Ah. And then you're not even throwing the fact that after that week seven bye, they have to play the Patriots. And then, and then the Broncos in New England. The, and then the Denver in, um, in Mile High. It's, and then shit, you're Joe Flacco. You're Hall of Famer Joe Flacco. Will be did you just cuss? No, I, I said, shh. I was like, uh, um, right. Yeah, shh. <laughs> yeah. Right. My valley, my valley girl impression. Um, no, look, I just, I just, Mile High is not an easy place to play. A back to back road I don't road understand. Trip. All of a sudden, love for Joe Flacco and Miles. Yeah, Miles Miles Garrett's gonna crush Joe Flacco. Uh, okay. And Joe Flacco's so goofy, he won't even know it. I would say right now, I would take if the Browns over under is nine and a half or whatever insane number it was. It's I would, nine. It can't be that number. I would take the under on that. John, it's, cry, it's cry fine. Cry to us about the Bengals, John. Um. Well, where do I start? Where do I start? As the biggest Bengals homer on this podcast, I will say I go into every single season with tremendous optimism, expecting at least 10 wins. I have never written the season off in April, but that is what I'm doing right now. This schedule scares me. I don't know who at the NFL approved this. It's an atrocity. They start in Seattle. Uh, They have zero chance of winning that game. Literally (laughs) 0% chance. Russell Wilson just got a hundred and. $50 $50 million. He is not going to go out there and lose the first game after signing that. Three of the first four games on the road. Besides that Seattle game, they have the Bills and the Steelers. I think they could beat the Bills at home, but not in Buffalo where that game is being played. And the only home game, their home opener, is against the 49ers. Uh, they have a chance, maybe, because it's Jimmy Garoppolo's second game coming back off an ACL tear and because the 49ers have to cl- fly across the country and play that 10 a.m. Pacific game that the West Coast teams hate. So maybe if they steal... One game out of those first four, they can stay alive. But other than that, like, man, this schedule is brutal. The last four games, they play the Browns twice. They play the Patriots. That's it. I give up. What is your prediction for wins? Uh, optimistically, I say seven and nine, eight and eight, eight and eight. We'll say eight and eight. I just want to be really optimistic. Realistically, probably six and ten and poorly, probably two and 14. So, again, to sort of bolster your theory from previous podcasts don't take a quarterback now see what Andy dog can do and then take whichever quarterback you love next year when you hit the second overall pick oh yeah this is per- this is a perfect schedule for getting the second overall pick so i'm not even going to complain have we have we all <laughs> just locked the dolphins into the top pick <laughs> uh we have that is correct we have and the Bengals play the dolphins in week Ooh. 16 so that could oh wow much be with uh the first pick in the draft on the line. real though are the dolphins worse than the raiders I mean, I we'll have so. to revisit this after the draft, I suppose. Maybe the Raiders do something insane. But I, I would, are the I Dolphins so. worse than the Raiders by a long shot? 
Yeah, yeah. I think. All so. right, remember that. Write that down, John. Because I know if I tell. I agree with Brenton. I don't think it's that close, especially I mean, when you think... factor in they're about to have this draft. Yeah. We just talked about the Raiders traveling. Would you say five games, one p.m. games, Sean? Seven. John 1 PM Gruden games. doesn't like to travel. <laughs> He's complaining <laughs> about it. And, and Pick the and wrong they, profession. Yeah, right. He wants to be on the Madden bus traveling I mean, around the world. Who's the who's the, who's the Dolphins' best player? Uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, I know one you, of the Fitzpatricks. Yeah. And the second best player is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's like the Fitzpatricks, and they, they came. I mean, they have Antonio Brown at least. The By Raiders, the way, I just found this out today. We know that uh, Phil, uh, Philip Rivers has nine kids. Is that right? Yes. You know how many Ryan Fitzpatrick has? I don't. Seven. Seven. I wrote that story. That yeah, you know, it was a lot for the Sean's birthday cake story. Holy Moses. Oh, that was in that story. Okay, right. Yeah, yeah. That's why he's fat because he ate so much birthday cake. So I think he has three kids whose birthday's in January. Is that right? Yeah, and then there was like a – he said there was a family party, which I don't really know what that means. And then his like kids' friends had a couple birthdays. Family so. party is when he goes downstairs at midnight and chugs ice cream. That's what, I have a lot of family parties in my house. <laughs> Jeez. Jeez. It's sort of a dark moment and uh the next morning it's 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 a walk of shame from from the bedroom back down to the to the living space where the, the ice cream um, buckets are playing I, across the living floor. How's the uh Monday night schedule look, Sean? Any uh is it good, bad? Is ESPN ESPN's back in the good graces of uh the NFL now? Um, I'm not a fan of the, look, the first thing I look at is that first double header. It always, it always stinks. The second, game, the second game is always terrible. I swear to God. Wasn't it the Sean, Raiders last Joe, year? Joe Flacco was playing in that game. <laughs> I forgot. Um, <laughs> wasn't it the Raiders last year too? It was Raiders Rams, Rams. Raiders Rams. Yeah. And that was well, that. Well, it's gotta be a West Coast team, Sean. It has I'm to aware, be. but there's other West Coast teams besides the Raiders. They put bad games on because it's, it's, on the West Coast, the Forty Nineers are bad. The Forty Nineers are terrible. Three or four of them. Yeah, the Seahawks, the Forty ers the Chargers, and the Rams. Every other team on the West Coast. Uh, look, right. I'm just saying, I don't want to watch Derek Carver's show Flacco at 10:20. Whatever. Look, I don't want to throw shade at anyone in ESPN, but if it's like the Trent Dilfer game, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I've, I've done that before. Hey, look, you, see, call, you see, call a timeout here. Sean lives in California. Uh-huh. You don't have to watch anything at 10:20. Thank you, Breach. My this, God, this is true. The game will, well, the game will be ending at ten twenty. Well, I'm not spoiled. You guys can live wherever the heck you want to live. No, yeah, we can't, Sean. can't just pick up his kids and move. Yeah, my mother-in-law. Well, why didn't he choose the East Coast in the first place? I've never left North Carolina, Sean. I don't plan on leaving <laughs> North your, Carolina. That's your choice. The only, the only thing that's leaving, the only thing that's leaving North Carolina is this Mariners hat when I mail it to you. And a pick six shirt. If you forget the pick six shirt, I might just, I might just mail you the Mariners ad, not the You know, talking about the opening Monday night games, you know who got the short on the stick? The Saints. So the NFL throws them on the first Monday night game. They have that 7 p.m. Eastern game. Then in week two, on a short week, they have to travel across the country and play the Rams. So mm. not only do you get a short week, but then you have to fly across the country for the rematch of the NFC Championship game and go to Los Angeles. Seems like uh, they could have put that anywhere else on the schedule and not have a team fly to L.A. coming off a Monday night game, especially the first two weeks of the season. Um, so if I'm a Saints fan, it make me, makes me hate the Rams more than I already do. Yeah, so I'm not going to lie. I don't like the Monday night schedule as much as like the Thursday night schedule. Um, the highlights for me on Monday night are Chiefs at Chargers, which is the Mexico City game. That will be a fun one. Mm. Um, that's also week 11, so there will be playoff implications Colts, Saints in week 15 could be a nice game. 
Um, we'll see how good the Packers and Vikings are, but that's week 16, and that could theoretically um, have divisional stuff on the line. So there's some good games, but I just there's a couple games on this. I don't want to see the Lions go to Green Bay. You know, like we already know what's going to happen. Um, Do you want to see I don't the Bengals? Need to see, I don't need to see the Cowboys at Giants. I understand we always get Cowboys at Giants in prime time, but I don't need to see Cowboys at Giants. Jeez, but here's the thing about that, and I agree. You know, I don't, what I don't I, need to see is Packers Bears. I'm sick and tired of Packers yeah, and Bears. Too. But here's the thing about the Giants. No one's sick of that. No one wants to see Eli Manning play anymore, especially in prime time. It, it's it's really hard to watch at this point. Just the chucking and ducking and the balls flying all over all over the place to know when the, that the balls intend to. But if they draft a quarterback, this game is week nine, Cowboys and Giants. There could be a chance that Eli yeah. isn't playing. So that could be if you want to see Dwayne Haskins or Drew Locke or whomever get beaten to a pulp, you, you could tune in and at least see someone different. There's and also the also also play week fourteen too, sorry, at Philadelphia. No, so you're fine. that could yeah. be another one. Yeah. The, well, look, the Giants are a Blue chip franchise that keeps landing on their own. They have, uh, three primetime games, right? Is that, is that right in total? Uh, two Monday night football games late in the season. That's just foolish by the schedule makers, but whatever. Yeah. I, look, I agree with you, Sean. The NFC East games, it's like, we get it. You like the NFC East. Uh, traditional powerhouses. Okay. We don't need to see them every freaking time. Um, but I will point out that in between the Patriots and the Cowboys game, there's a game in week seven that could be at least interesting if the Cardinals draft Kyler Murray as the Cardinals play the Giants in New York. Maybe it's Car- maybe it's Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen. Even if the Cardinals don't draft Kyler Murray, the Giants could trade up and get him for all we know. So that could be Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen. There could be some intrigue there. Um, look at, look, just looking at the Giants schedule. I, I don't think it's that bad. Cowboys to start, they're seven and a half point dogs, which is kind of crazy. That's way too many points. Wait, why? That's just too many points. Why? What is it suddenly with you and terrible old quarterbacks that you're okay with? <laughs> I, I mean, I just don't think the Cowboys are going to slaughter the Giants by 40 points in week one. What last year gave you any hope that the Giants were not going to be dog duty this year? Well, they've improved their offensive line. How? Um, were they, it's just, I mean, it's just, they, they, they traded for Kevin Zeidler, so okay, they got that. So they improved their offensive line. They still don't have a right tackle. Right, they can get one in the draft. Uh, Will Hernandez was promising, a very good player last year. Uh, I think, look, Saquon Barkley's gonna be awesome. I get that Odell Beckham leaving is a problem. The defense isn't gonna be great. They can hang with the Cowboys. They can stay within a touchdown of the Cowboys. They should trade for Joe Flacco is what you're saying. I mean, why do you think the Cowboys are gonna be great? I don't, but I've seen I've seen the Giants play, and I've seen what they've done this offseason, and none of it makes sense. They have to start – if the Giants won't have any chance of doing anything this year, they have to start um, with, like, five wins before their Week 10 break. Or Week 11 break, excuse well, me. Why don't they just go undefeated, and they can win the Super Bowl that way? I mean, this is crazy talk. They can't win five games? It's crazy that Brenton, Brenton is kind of defending the Giants here. He's I'm going to side with him real quick. All right, go because ahead. because if you look at – the Giants' first four games, they're all winnable. It's Cowboys, Bills, Buccaneers, Redskins. And yeah. it's not crazy to think they could win all four of those as crappy and their decision-making has been this offseason. Like, they fluked into kind of the luckiest schedule they could get as far as— They could, they mean, like, they could be three and one. They could lose the Cowboys in week one, beat the Bills, Buccaneers, and Redskins, and no one should flinch at that idea. The Giants are not—this uh, is not a like a division like two school against Alabama. They could win three of those games. So listen, I, I just opened up last the 2018 schedule just to see if they had any chance no, of. Theirs was a disaster schedule last year. <laughs> well, they started one and seven. 
It was, a di- went- it was a disaster. We looked at it. We were like, they're not going to win anything to start. They did have a four and one stretch after their bye week, which was encouraging. And they beat the Bears. Sean remembers, I'm sure. And then they, but they finished with three straight losses. So, I actually oh, have forgotten about that. Thanks okay. for reminding me. <laughs> no but hold on, that one and seven start, four of those losses were by one score. They were in every single one in, in four of those games. Okay. Well, maybe maybe you guys are right. Maybe this year, this is the year they're going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Wilson on this one. I mean, I just don't, I just don't think it's impossible. That Do you they, have the over unders in front of you for them? They, they haven't released it. I don't want to talk about oh, it until okay. we get until we until the Westgate okay. sends them out. But I mean, I um, CG Technologies, not Caesars, did it. But look, okay, I would. I just think that if the Giants is five or six, that they can get there. And I'm, I'm with Breach on this one. All right. What um, What else about the schedules? Well, did we talk about Dubin's revenge game post, which has some um, uh, week by week? Games to watch. Be great if you had it open. You could run through those games. I, I, I do. No, I do have it open, and yes. I'll, I'll go to. Um, let me see which one I like. Oh, I like this one. Week seven. Com- I like confident office prepared Ryan. I yeah, like, right. I, I, I like him a lot. I like him a lot better than in my basement, mad that Angry. I'm podcasting. Also, it's nice that he's like farther away from the camera, so you don't have to stare at that. <laughs> but he's like got his feet up and he's relaxed, <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you yeah. know, biz as usual here. It might be my big bald head. It might. Do you have? Do you have herbal tea? Did they give you herbal tea? If I had herbal tea, Brian Wilson's coming in town, guys. Let's make sure we stock up. Like, you can't have him throwing a fit. Do you think? Do you think that your good mood is more about the fact that you you're 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 free from your addiction to herbal tea, or that you're going to be spending the next two nights in a hotel room without your family? Oh no! I mean, I don't. I you know, unlike you, Brentson, I do miss my family. (laughs) So you don't have to lie on this uh, podcast. Your children and wife don't listen to this. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not lying. Uh, no, I think actually there is something to the fact that I'm not so close to you guys that it doesn't make me as angry. Because uh, the setup in my house, the camera's right in my face just because it's down in the corner of my basement. Here, I'm actually in the Canal and Bell studio. So uh, if, if I had herbal tea here, they would literally find me here in the morning before they did their show at 10 a.m. Because I would just take a sl- take a nap here. Anyway, week seven, Brenton, tell me why this is a revenge game. The Ravens. Or at Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Earl Thomas. That's right. Earl Thomas. <laughs> with both middle fingers is coming home to yeah. Seattle. I, Earl is going to have three picks in that game. Will he be healthy? That's yes. the question. Yes. And he okay. will, they will blitz him against Russell Wilson and he will get a hit on Russell Wilson. By the way, this game, there will, I'm going to say it now over under on total rushing yards, 840. <laughs> <laughs> so. Take the over. But the Ravens and the Dolphins are playing week one, and the over-under is 37. It's going to be 900 degrees in in Fort Lauderdale, in South Florida in that game. Oh, God, that game is awful. They're going to make the Ravens wear their dark purple, so it's going to be. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. What uh, what else do they have revenge-wise? Let's see what else we got here. Uh, Week nine, Sean, the Bears and the Eagles. How do you feel about that? Jordan Howard reunion? Uh, I feel pretty, pretty settled down about it. I'm not. Hyping that up. What does that mean? You don't want to talk it's about just, it? No, I just, it's, I don't think Bears fans, or at least I'm not, are like, wow. looking at Jordan Howard. Wow. Wow. I'm more interested. Do you think they can win the game, though? The Bears? Of course yeah. they can win the game. I mean, okay. I don't, I'm not saying they will win the game, but. Okay, that's I mean, the I Bears are good enough that most of the games on their schedule are winnable, but they're also all losable. What a, you wrote a story about how Jordan Howard might be the best running back in football like two years ago. Now you're like, yeah, I don't really yeah, care about Jordan Howard. He's not my team Howard anymore. I don't care. Yeah, I don't yeah, care about exactly. him. He's not very good. He's an eagle. Enjoy him, Philly. <laughs> he wasn't very good the last <laughs> year and a half. 
Oh my God! Just blasting Jordan Howard. This is. No, I like, for for the record, I like Jordan Howard a lot. This is un- um, this is un- I just don't think he qualifies enough to like you know get the juices flowing. Like it was a bigger deal when Alshon went to Philadelphia. I think, um, in large part because also Alshon. Well, then it's an Alshon Jeffrey revenge game. Sure, I'm 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 more into that than Jordan Howard because Jordan Howard was also traded, and I just don't think you can generate the revenge. Feeling for fans when your team is the one that decided to get rid of them. I Alshon bet, Jeffrey chose the Eagles over the Bears. I bet that Jordan Howard feels a little revenge. Oh yeah, for, I'm not Jordan Howard though. He was yeah. asking how I feel about it. Okay, fair enough, Sean. Moving on, Week 11 is Patriots at the Eagles, the Super Bowl reunion from a few years ago. Uh, the Eagles could win that game by 40 points, and the, and the Patriots still win the Super Bowl. So I don't. It's like when uh, these teams meet in the preseason or something. No one really cares. Uh, unless you guys care about that. Also, Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett's. He yeah. was traded, so maybe he'll be angry. Yeah, Sean, you can't have it one way. So nobody cares I'm about Michael Bennett. I'm saying from the player's perspective. Ah. But, but that's also going to be the game where Eagles fans just throw their hands up in the air and give up on Carson Wentz. They're going to be like, Nick Foles beat the Patriots. Yeah. Carson Wentz lost them by three touchdowns. Yeah. I can actually, right. actually see that happening. Week 14, <laughs> I sort of glossed over this earlier. I was half kidding, half serious. But Chiefs at Patriots. Chiefs could win that game, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. And we don't know. So I heard, and, and John, you're a resident uh, muscle-bound person. I heard that this offseason, 42-year-old Tom Brady is bulking up as part of his not showing up for offseason workouts. Maybe that affects him if he shows up looking like um, Terrell Suggs or something. Ryan, you're the person who's closest to 42 here. What does it mean when you're going to bulk up? You add like a pound and a half. It means steroids is what it means. When you're yeah. in your 40s. <laughs> well, that's how you recover from that. This isn't like Sean trying to bulk up and looking like the Incredible Hulk. This is like <laughs> it's a 42 year old man who goes in the weight room and is lifting five extra pounds because he's trying to bulk up. This is that's it means nothing. It means nothing. It will it affect his pliability though. That, that is a great question. That's you have to right. ask Alex Guerrero there. We need to get him on the podcast. So one more I'll mention: Week 16, Steelers at Ravens. That's the Le'Veon Bell game. I don't know where either of those teams could be sitting by week 16. Le'Veon Bell may not be playing for all I know, but um, do we think Le'Veon Bell is going to be good for the Jets? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the Jets, I don't think are going to be very good. I think he's yeah. going to try too hard in that game. <laughs> yeah, but it's four months to the season. I, I He will have calmed down by that point, I would imagine. You think but, he's going to uh, try too hard? Yeah. yeah. I think he's he, going to do. Um, you know, not be patient, hit the holes, try to hit a home run, that type of thing. Come on, John. I mean, Sean, sorry. Come on, John. I think Brinson fell asleep. Are you still there? Yeah, what's, what's going on? I was, you're like my, um, you're like my grandfather at, at Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> I was waiting on you to continue to talk about revenge games. I said the last one, week 17, Steelers of the Jets, and you said, I think he's going to try too hard. And then I asked Brinson. <laughs> What does that mean? And you didn't answer. And he fell else. out of his chair. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I really did uh, pass uh. out for a second. I like. I kind of can sort of like let Ryan take control when he's in the studio. I kind of feel like he's he's got this like vibe going where he's he's rolling. Well, on you this. told me to do the revenge games that Jared Dubin wrote. You can read them on the website, and I went through them for you, and then you took a nap. I was reading something on Twitter about the Houston Rockets. I don't. I don't know. Oh, God. Um, that's um, basketball, yeah. Brenton. That's not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, John. Uh what, uh, anything else? Anything else on the schedule? We're going 54 well, I'll throw minutes. out a couple scheduling quirks. Yes, that's what I'm talking about, John. 
Uh, I threw most of them out during the podcast, but I do have two more here. One, number one, because we just talked about the Ravens a little bit in those revenge games. The Ravens do not play consecutive home or away games this entire season. They alternate. So they do not play two consecutive road games, not play two consecutive home games. That rarely, rarely, rarely happens. I think uh, Kevin Sievert from ESPN said it's only happened three times since the schedule expanded to 16 games in 1978. So that's a little rare thing. You don't have to go on the road. We were talking about how the Raiders and Buccaneers are going to be gone from their cities for like eight months. Well, the Ravens don't have to worry about that. Second thing is the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons, if you think they are good playing indoors, then you should put all your money on them to win the Super Bowl this year because they have 13 indoor games wow. in 2019. So obviously they have eight because that's they play in an indoor stadium. But then you throw on, they play at Minnesota, they play at Indianapolis, they play at Houston, they play at Arizona, and they play at New Orleans. So that's five more games. They only play three outdoor games. One of them's in California, one of them's in Florida. So they might not have to face uh, temperatures under 70 degrees this entire season, which I think is a, a weird quirk. That is a weird quirk, John. All right. That's all I got. No, that's good stuff. Uh, John, as always, you did excellent work. By the way, the Chargers, did we mention the Chargers, uh, hype video? Yeah. We like, like started times. the podcast with that. Right. No, I didn't, I can remember if we mentioned the Chargers amongst the groups. Take your memory medication, old man. Yeah. <sighs> Wilson definitely brought that one up specifically. He was talking about like the stock images. And I, all did, that. I just, I just keep seeing it roll into my Twitter feed and it's hilarious. It's just like, yeah, like, it's, like it's my favorite one. I said but that like, in Slack. But like the stock, the stock footage is so weird. It's like a guy having a picnic with a bear. It's, it's, all it's, things I said 45 minutes ago. <laughs> Well, it's a long 45 minutes. Just testing. All right. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out, guys. We will, uh, oh, we'll be back. Well, we'll be back. Ryan. This is a great ending. Shut up, Sean. I'm throwing your Mariners hat away. Give it to my son. Oh, by the way, before we go, I just want everyone to know that while Breach was talking really quickly there, I, uh, went through the bear schedule and they're going to win 10 games. I've no. calculated, oh, I've calculated awesome the wins hat. and losses. They're going ten and six. This is you a heard great it hat. First. I might keep. This I love hat. optimistic Sean. You know, he is wearing your hat, Sean. Look at that. You're gonna have Brentson hair hair gel on yeah, your. Yeah, I know. Ball, that, on your bald I head. just realized that. Like thinking about all that product he has to put in his hair, and all that's just sticking <laughs> to his hat. You have to get it disinfected if he mails it to you. If the post office will even accept it at this point. <laughs> well, like yeah, I'm sure there's chemicals that aren't allowed to like go in the mail. I have I have one bold scheduling prediction I'll throw out as well. The Bears start the season two and three. That's that's bold. Yeah, yeah. They're going to lose to Joe Flacco and the Broncos in week two. I knew you were going to say that. I After they lose to Aaron Rodgers in week one. And then who else are they losing to? To the Minnesota Vikings. At, in Chicago? In Chicago. That you, is, I mean, that's pretty bold. If you lose to Kirk Cousins, you're not going to win another game all year. That game is at 425 Eastern, and it is very winnable for Kirk Cousins. No way. It's not at not at eight PM. Uh they'll beat the Raiders in um in London, maybe. It might be one and four. We might be staring at one and four oh with, with the Saints coming this to is town. The problem with like looking at schedules in April is you yeah. can just talk yourself into one way or the other. I don't see I don't see enough. I don't see ten wins on this schedule. If you guys the Saints and the Chargers after that one and four start. See, Ooh, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the exact opposite. I think they start four and one, and I think they might lose to the Packers and they might lose to the Broncos. 
um, because it's in Denver. And then I think after the bye, they split with the Saints and Chargers. Both those games are at home. I think they win one of those. I think they probably lose in Philadelphia to the Eagles. I think they beat the Lions. I think they lose to the Rams in Los Angeles. They beat the Giants. They beat the Lions. I think they beat the Cowboys. That game's at home. I think they lose to the Packers in Lambeau. They lose to the Chiefs. And then they beat the Vikings. So, Brinson, more likely 10 wins for the Bears or 6 wins for for John's Bengals? Uh, Ten wins for the Bears, for sure. Don't do me like that, Wilson. Don't do me like that. <laughs> I mean, well, that was your like low water mark, and Sean's clearly that's his high water mark, I would imagine, for the Bears. So I was wondering which was more preposterous. Uh, we're not getting out of here in under an hour anyway, so let's just look at the Panthers' schedule real quick. All right. <laughs> um, Rams at home to start tough, could be an L. Buccaneers in uh, at home on. Thursday night in week two, that week two Thursday night opener. Then at Cardinals, at Texans, Jaguars at home, at Buccaneers, as a week seven bye. Ooh, man. You got the Falcons twice and the Saints twice, Seahawks and the Colts in your final seven games. That is. And then the Packers. So your final eight games are Packers, Falcons, Saints, Redskins, Falcons, Seahawks, Colts, Saints. So there's one winnable game. Pretty much. It's rough. All right, Panthers are going to win four games. What? He's exaggerating, Sean. Settle down. Uh, Wait, is, Cam, is Cam Newton throwing footballs yet? Is he? What do we know about his shoulder? They might win two games if they're Cam underdog. Newton can't throw 30 yards downfield. There's talk that the Panthers might draft like Will Greer or, or, or Jared Stidham in the second round. I was on Charlotte Radio last week, and that was the conversation. Third rounder for like a quarterback. And I was like, that's weird. Where is uh, – Am I on? Yeah, listen. Oh, okay. You guys were laughing at me. I thought maybe, I, I thought maybe I'd beat him. Sean's laughing at me because I took off the hat. This is a really oh, nice right, hat. Oh, right, yeah. So uh, I thought that was weird. So where is he with the shoulder? Uh, it's during, what, January? Yeah, I mean, I th- he's not throwing or anything. I mean, it's still – he's progressing. They haven't said anything. I think there's a little more panic in Charlotte than people would like to let on. But- is, he, is he making love yet? Because he said he was taking it out of his repertoire, according to James Corden. Remember that? Thought that was in March. He took March off. Yeah. Okay. From um. Wait, uh, what? What was the? Remember he, he was taking the March off from having sex, John. He told no, you he not that. sex. What was it, John? There's some uh... finishing. <laughs> finishing. Oh, <laughs> big right. difference. Big yeah. Sorry, sorry, I brought it up. Okay, I was. <laughs> I, mis- <laughs> I misunderstood. He was like, so like, he might have been having <laughs> more sex in March. Yeah. All right, <laughs> sorry, brought it. <laughs> I have family. <laughs> a lot of tension in, in the Cam Newton house. Yeah, man. March 31st. Right. <laughs> April Fool's couldn't get there fast enough. Four um, wins sounds about right then, yeah. based on everything we just said. Yeah, seriously. All right. Well, uh, yes. I didn't realize this was a real story. We I just Googled it. We talked about uh, this yeah. in the podcast. You talked about this in the podcast. You blushed. Cam Newton? You blushed the whole time. Yeah. I have no recollection of this. Maybe I'd been drinking. Who knows? Or you repressed the memory because it was too mature for you of a conversation. NC-17, John. No, I definitely was not on this podcast. Maybe you weren't I've, on the podcast. I have not read this. I can't believe I missed this story. This is – What's your well, – well, Enjoy. Your take it makes my mind stronger, dude. Said. By the way, so we're talking about schedules. Do me a favor, guys. Look at the Chiefs' schedule. Tell me when they're losing their first game. Ooh, all right. Or are they going 16 now? 16. They have to play. Well, we know that. Yeah, that's right. They have to play the. But the three of their first four games are on the road, and they're against bad teams. All right, I'll give you that. Colt. All right, so they got at the Jaguars. Colts could have a sudden like great game against that Chiefs defense. I can see the Jaguars winning that game. 
Uh, Stop it. They played well against Mahomes last year. The Chiefs defense sucks. How are they going to stop Leonard Fournette and Nick Foles? Foles, like when he's on, I'm not a Foles fan. Leonard Fournette's in jail. He's on. He's on. for speeding. He'll be fine. Um, don't sleep on the Lions in Week Four. (laughs) (laughs) My guy Matt Patricia. Brian, how many wins? Zero. I'm not even looking at their schedule. I think Bennett Princess say they have the easiest schedule according to Brian Burke or something. Like that's right. So he knows the friendliest. The friendliest. What's the difference? (laughs) Well, the easiest would be like you're playing the Dolphins every single week. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like how the opponents are arranged, they're and at, oh, okay, gotcha. the, the Lions so, are. Hold on, hold on. First of all, let's finish the Chiefs schedule just really quick because we're do are providing a service for the podcast listeners. At the Jaguars, at the Raiders, Ravens at home, at the Lions, Colts at home on a Sunday night, Texans at home, at the Broncos, Packers at home, Vikings at home, at Titans, at Chargers. That's a pretty good start. They could. Well, right now you are going to take the Chargers to win that game week eleven. We know that. Correct. Correct. Yes. Yeah. That'll be a tough game. And then the Patriots game will be tough. I mean, are you, are you saying the Chiefs are going to be like 10 and 0? Oh, maybe. Yeah, sure. I, I would buy that. All right. I, mean, I think the Colts and Packers and I think the Broncos on a Thursday night will give them trouble. Stop it. And, and I, I, would, I would say in Denver, those first 11 I games, the Chiefs are I converted, converted another Joe Flacco uh, supporter over there, Sean. Yeah. As for the Lions, I haven't seen their schedule, but I'm going to set the over under six wins. They open up at the Cardinals. That's uh, it's, that's, that's actually that's actually that, that line. Why is that a win? That line stinks. What do you think that line is? Cardinal Lions at Cardinals plus three. Who's plus three? The <laughs> the Lions are giving three. Okay, what, so what they're you, favored by three or they're <laughs> underdogs? Plus three. <laughs> you're saying the Lions are they're favored. favored. Okay. Yeah, yeah. What do you guys think? I think the Cardinal. I think it's a pick 'em. Look, you cheater. What do you think, John? It's a pick 'em. Well, I'm not cheating. I'm really. Uh, not. I, would have guessed, I probably would have guessed Cardinals favored by one or two. It's a pick 'em. I just think. It, I think the Lions should be favored. I think Ryan's right because mainly because we don't know who the Cardinals' quarterback is. Like yeah, we, we do. do. We do. Would you feel? Would who? it really change that much though if it was Murray or Rosen? Like you're. That's a good no matter. Well, it would change in this sense, that if it's Rosen, you can actually draft someone first overall to make your team better. If it's Murray, then you have to waste that pick on Murray. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I'd be more confident in them winning in the short term if it was Rosen. Yeah, I sort of with you. But I think they can win that game against Matt Patricia without a quarterback. I was just surprised. (laughs) I was surprised that the Lions – I was surprised that the Cardinals – the Lions weren't favored by more. I thought the Lions were – Why? They're bad. They, They sure are bad. They sure are. All right, what's the rest of that schedule? Uh, at Cardinals, Chargers at home, at Eagles, Chiefs at home, and then a week five bye. Again, one and three. <laughs> they're going to be one and three, best case. Oh, my God. Um, Makes me angry. Wait, why does that make you angry? They fired Jim Caldwell for going nine and seven in back-to-back years, and they hired this bozo. <laughs> you, almost said, you almost said dip ass, didn't you? No, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say, but I – I was just thinking back. The reason he aggravates me isn't because he's a former Patriots guy. It's that whole thing where he's calling out people for being slobs. Yeah, everyone, That's what bothered yeah, me. I feel like you disliked him before that. You definitely – that definitely, like, increased the amount of hate you showed towards him. But All right, but here's here's coming out of the bye. Packers on Monday night and in Green Bay. Vikings at home the next week. Giants at home after that. At the Raiders, at the Bears, and then Cowboys at home. They could go three and three there. 
Well, that's fine. That means that they're four and six. <laughs> and then they so. close, then they close with, uh, you know, three home games, but they got to play the Vikings on the road and the Packers at home and at the Bronx. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a great schedule. So maybe best case they win seven, seven, seven eight games, seven, eight games. Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right. Good for it's you. Improvement. Not over what Jim Caldwell was doing. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, all right. Let's get out of here. This podcast is way too long. Subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. Thank you for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a uh, recap of the mock draft show, Ryan. Are you excited to do that after the mock draft? Sure. I'll be here.